You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome to another episode of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds. I'm delighted to be joined um, for this week's podcast, as I always am, of course, by Tom Hiscott from the Non-League Paper and, of course, the author of the Bulletin on the Western League website. Tom, how are you? Do you have a good weekend? Yeah, not too bad. Uh bit worse for wear yesterday but uh, an interesting weekend yes you dirty stop out you yes well I was enjoying the uh, the highlights of Legoland um, with my family so that was very nice kept me out of the um, kept me out of the the football stadiums which is a bit of a shame although not not if not if you don't include a Lego one because they do have a they do have a Lego uh, Wembley at Legoland that counts uh, well it would do if it wasn't the old one uh, you would have thought that they would have they would have made the new one but clearly they haven't maybe we could start a campaign maybe we could start a campaign or indeed an interesting new feature on the podcast which could be tweeting in your uh, your suggestions for Lego Stadia I mean it, when you think about the uh, the great palaces of football around the, the Western League is, uh, any, are there any standout contenders for you to be immortalised forever um, using the small brick the, my local, the Lou Hill Memorial Ground up at Odd Downs, probably the, the one I know best. Well, there you go. There you go. That's it, listeners. If you've got, um, if you've got any suggestions about immortalising your local Western League club in Lego, then let us, let us have that on the old Twitter feed. I'm at Ian Knockholds. And uh, what are you, Tom? At Hiscott, which is H-I-S-C-O-T-T. I've got a sneaking suspicion that I'm a lot more interested in hearing from you on this subject than Tom is, but, we'll, but bear with us. Anyway, got an awful lot to talk to you about on, uh, on, this, on this episode of the podcast. We are, of course, primarily looking at the fixtures that occurred on Saturday, the 11th of March. That's, that's, um, that's this week's um, podcast for you. We start with the Les Phillips before we go into the Premier and the First Division, and uh, we've got a game between two high-flying teams in the, uh, in the First Division, Wellington and Hengrove. Yeah, second-round clash... Uh... Uh, between Wellington and Hengrove, and it was the away side, Hengrove, who are through to the quarterfinals where they will play Willand. Uh, uh, an ace of white goal, their top scorer in the 16th minute, uh, was the difference between the sides, uh, and they're through to the next round. The draw for the quarterfinals of the Les Phillips Cup was made at a recent board meeting, and uh, these ties are to be played on Saturday, the 1st of April. Um, well, let's hope that's not an April fall. Boom, boom. Um, and well, the, the standout tie in my opinion, is the game between Melksham Town and Buckland Athletic. Two cup specialists, of course, two heavyweights from the Premier Division um, come together at Oakfields, and um, that's going to be an absolute um, belter. Shepton Mallet are at home to Cribs, and um, other than that Willand against Hengrove game, um, the the last fixture will see Roman Glass St George against um, Gillingham Town or, or Bradford Town, depending on who wins out in that fixture. Roman Glass, of course, were a recent um, uh, team featured on the podcast, and they're confident of um, of matching anybody on their um, uh, on their pitch, particularly uh, at home. Of course, they were the conquerors of Bristol Manor Farm. Indeed, yeah, um, the biggest scalp they could possibly have got, and they managed to get it. So they'll be uh, eagerly await, eagerly anticipating the, uh, the the clash between Gillingham and Bradford next weekend, I believe, and to see who they'll be facing in the quarterfinals. Of course, the other standout tie from these quarter, um, for these quarterfinals is a replay of last season's final um, between Willand and Hengrove. Oh, I wasn't aware of that, so that should be a, a big, yeah. I was. I commentated on it. Um, <laughs> anyway, right then, um, moving moving swiftly on to, um, to to Premier Division, and we've got a. I mean, we've got a very full 
Um, we've got a very full schedule here. Uh, again, the uh, unseasonably balmy weather in March, uh, meaning that we're getting through these fixtures uh, in good order, which is good to see. And we start with a um, with a game between High Flying Bradford Town and Longwell Green Sports. Yeah, Bradford are probably the best team in front of goal over recent times, and they kept that up on on Saturday. A four-one win at home to Longwell Green. Uh, Dan Cottle scoring a hat trick. He seems to score every Saturday at the moment. Um, yeah, he scored three. And there was also a goal for Kurt James. Uh, that's his first for the club in a, in a comprehensive win for Bradford again. Now, Cabri Heath had a very, very good um, away win at Bridport. They did, and it was thanks to a fast start. They were 3-0 up inside just 23 minutes, uh, with Harry Pace scoring twice, and then also one for Simon McElroy. Uh, Bridport managed to grab a goal back through Mark Salter before George Boone added a fourth uh, for the visitors in injury time. It's unfortunately Bridport's 10th consecutive defeat in the league. I'm delighted to be joined by Andy Black, the manager of Cabri Heath uh, Football Club. Cabri Heath, of course, had a, a very good win at the weekend uh, away at Bridport. Um, that's your, uh, that's back-to-back away wins, Andy. You must be very pleased. Yeah, very pleased after a sort of stick, sticky spell where we don't know how we're going to turn up one week from the other, to be honest. We've been um, a little bit of Jacqueline Hyde, to be honest. And, uh, you know, it was nice to get two good performances out of us rather than... Uh, you know, one performance, one poor one, one good one, one bad one. That's why we've been going along all season, to be honest. But, uh, no, a good, a good couple of results, and I hope they give us a good kick on uh, to the end of the season. Because we've still got a semi-final of the Gloucester Cup as well, where we, uh, we're away to Brinsman Trap uh, in two weeks' time. So, you know, we're, we've still got a semi-final to try and get into the GFA Cup final. Both of those recent games, Bridport and Sherbourne, you, you won away. Um, you uh, you did lose at home um, to Wells City at the end of February. So, I mean, it, 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 are you preferring your form on the road this season? Yeah, I think I thought it been reasonably good away from home. But, um, you know, both both sides, in fairness to us, um, Sherbourne and Bridport are fighting down the bottom. So, you know, they, they give, both gave us tough games. You know, and when you're playing sides at the bottom, it's, it's not it's not easy. It's not easy. But you you know you you know we've got to respect other teams that are struggling down the bottom. We always give our all. You're currently lying in tenth in the Premier Division, and there is a certain symmetry to your statistics in the table. Um, you've played thirty, you've won thirteen, drawn four, and lost thirteen. What what was your expectations at the beginning of this season? Well, I probably you know I was probably looking at the top eight really. I'm still hopeful that we can get into the top eight, you know. But, um, you know, there, there's some tough sides in the league. You know, obviously the, the top four, um, you know, are just more consistent than the rest of the group, to be honest, and, and got a little bit more strength in depth. But, uh, you know, I, I've, I've managed this level a long time. I know what I know what you need to do well in it, you know. I won the league with Bitten, and I took that relief up from the first division. I also know that you... Uh, you need strength, physical strength, and uh, we're lacking a little bit in that area. You've um, you've still got Buckland and Street to play this season, so you, you may well have um, um, you may well have a say in uh, in uh, how the top of the table ends up finishing. Which is the team that's impressed you the most this season in the Premier League? Well, I would like Buckland sides. No, I would probably say the most the best footballing side is Bristol Manor Farm because they they, they, they play football how it should be played. Um, they're not a kick and rush side. They play football. They move the ball well, and uh, you know I think they. Uh, I think that result when they um, they won Saturday against Cripps and uh, uh, Buckland lost. I think that's 
thrown it to Manor Farm's way now. You, you mentioned your experience at um, managing at Bitten and obviously the success you've had at, at Cadbury Heath. Um, have yeah. you known, in your time in the Western League, have you known so many sides in the Premier Division to, to be showing such quality? But Buckland have done well this season in the Vars, of course. Manor Farm you've just talked about, but also Street have been in very good form. And, of course, there's Melksham with those huge crowds that they get. Yeah, I think for a club like um, all them, them top four sides you've said, really, this is a good start in the... Uh, peg for them really to, to try and push on to Southern League football you know um, it, it is you know I've always said to, to win the uh, the Western League Premier League division you've got to have a Southern League team there you know so it's, it, is, it is you know very good that they, they've got some uh, quality in depth and I think if any of them top four uh, did, did go up to the Southern League they, they would do themselves proud well, let's turn our attention back to, to Cadbury Heath, and uh, you've got um, uh, next up, you've got Cribs, uh, and then you've got a, uh, a trip to Brinscombe and Thrupp in the uh, in the in the Gloucester Cup. So, is it is it, are you hoping that your good form is going to continue through to those games? Yeah, very much so. Very much so. You know, you know, we, we it, don't get me wrong. The Gloucester Cup's never won on our agenda, but you know, when you get to a semi-final, you you, you obviously uh, want to try and get to the final. And I'm sure Prince Cameron Trump would be thinking the same. So uh, it'd be a tough game. It'd be, a, you know, it'd be a good game. And you know, hopefully we can uh, put our best performance uh, on rather than our, our mediocre performances, like where, where we have been in the last few weeks. Like I've said before, we've had some good weeks and bad weeks. And when we're good, we're good. And when we're bad, we're, we're, we're terrible. Always exciting to get through to the latter stages, of course, of a of a cup competition. And I know you said you were targeting a top eight f- uh, finish, so there's plenty for the fans to get excited about on the pitch. But I understand that there's also some developments that you're hopeful of securing for the the future of the ground off the pitch. Yeah, very much so. We, we we've had um, we're looking to uh, redevelop the ground. Um, we're looking to have a new change rooms, new clubhouse on the halfway line with um, uh, a stand the other side of the ground as well so uh, there's a lot going on in the background at the moment which the chairman and uh, the, the, com- the committee are, w- are working on and uh, this, we had um, viewing last week of all the residents to come down and um, criticise what they weren't happy with but you know it went quite well so um, you know we're reasonably happy that we'll get uh, be granted uh, planning permission and then we can uh, go t- to try and get the funding. Moving on to uh, Brislington against Buckland, two f- sides that have been in very good form. But I would have um, I would have backed Buckland uh, all day long in this t- in this uh, in this game, Tom. Yeah, and it didn't go with the form book at all. They've uh, suffered their first defeat in ten league fixtures, uh, a three-one loss at Brislington, uh, who went ahead in the thirty-second minute through Nikhail Plummer uh, before Buckland's Craig Duff equalised just five minutes from time. Uh, but Brislington managed to find a second second wave and uh, scored twice in injury time through Alex Lambert and James Batchelor to claim all three points. Well, if Buckland have um, uh, have had a wobble there, um, Bristol Manor Farm have uh, had a ro- wobble in, uh, in in the last in the last week. Knocked out, as we said, of the Les Phillips Cup by uh, Roman Glass. Now they uh, then they travelled to Melksham, um, seemingly with nothing to play for, but Melksham still managed to record uh, a win uh, in the Monday Night Football um, to win, of course, against Bristol Manor Farm. But they returned to winning ways. Yeah, and it was a decent crowd, and it was only a 1-0 win for Bristol Manor Farm, but that probably doesn't matter at this t- stage in the season. Uh, the points are all that matters, and uh, a solitary goal from Aaron Robbins after the break uh, saw them defeat Cribs 1-0 yeah moving on Gillingham Town had a good home win against Clevedon Town 
Yeah, four-one win for Gillingham. Uh, goals either side of the break from Ashley Clark and Harry Baker had put them in control uh, before Clevedon's Kevin Camargo scored a, a, a scintillating volley by all accounts uh, to get them back in the game. Uh, and they were pushing for an equaliser uh, before Lewis Morgan struck twice in injury time to, to wrap up all three points for Gillingham. Hallen have been in good form of late as they seek to escape uh, from the battle of the basement side. Shepton Mallet as well. They're, they're a side that um, on their day, as we know, can, um, can produce an upset. So uh, an interestingly poised tie here. Yeah, and Hallen, who neither of their two relegation uh, fellow candidates, I suppose you could say, uh, were in action on Saturday and they would have looked at this as an opportunity to, to forge ahead in the in the race, uh, but then they did make a good start. They were two 0 up actually, uh, thanks to goals from Andy Cook and Mike Perham. But uh, unfortunately for them, they relinquished that that lead and could only draw two all with uh, Tyson Pollard and Harry Ritchie scoring in the second half for Mallet. Unsurprisingly, the largest crowd of the weekend um, was at Melksham Town, but what's perhaps more surprising is the result. Yeah, a two-all draw between Melksham and uh, Chipping Sodbury, and it was Chipping Sodbury who went ahead on, on both occasions before being clawed back. Uh, Joe White capitalised on an, an under-hit back pass to put them in the lead early on uh, before Sam Jordan equalised uh, for Melksham on the stroke of half-time. Uh, and as I say, the visitors then went ahead again uh, with band, around 20 minutes left to play uh, with Benjamin Dowdle firing home, uh, but they couldn't hold on and it was Gary Higdon's 24th league goal of the uh, the campaign, two minutes from time to rescue a point for, for Melksham. Well, Melksham dropped back in the race at the top of the division, but one's, one team that certainly isn't uh, dropping back is Street. Um, they, were in, they, they were in impressive form away at, uh, at a very solid Willen Rovers. This, this is an extremely impressive performance. 5-2 uh, away at Willen for uh, a win for Street. Uh, and it was all level at half-time. It was only one all. Uh, but goals for them from uh, Craig Herrod, who scored twice, and also David O'Hare, Dale Hunt and Steve Murray, who... Another one who seems to score most Saturday afternoons. Uh, and that's, as I say, as, and as you say, uh, an extremely impressive win away at Willand, who themselves, top six side, uh, probably wouldn't have expected to concede quite so many uh, at home. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Tool Station. But it's uh... a hand, yes. It's showing me around the Tool Station website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant, and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock. Hit this button. Thanks, hand. And it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect. Another helping hand from Tool Station. Your best mate for the job. Now then, if we move into the first division, um, first cab off the rank is Basement Boys Almondsbury Yui at home to um, last week's podcast um, team, Welton Rovers. Yeah, and Almondsbury, that's their <laughs> basement side's second win in a row, and they scored twice in the final five minutes to do it. A 4-3 win, uh, a fascinating game uh, against Welton, and it was uh, two goals in the first half for Aaron Sevier, plus goals from Joe Black and Jordan Yeo for the home side, had it... Had it drawn at uh, two all. Uh, Rovers then regained the lead uh, through Joe Garland uh, before Ashley Knight managed to get an equaliser in uh, the 86th minute for Almondsbury and it looked like obviously the points were shared but they managed to get another one with Stuart Alexander scoring in injury time uh, and Almondsbury I don't know, uh, an incredible escape, uh, something West Brom probably would be proud of uh, from all those years ago that I can remember quite well so uh, yeah, uh, another win for Almondsbury um, well, I'm delighted to be joined on the line by John Black, the manager of Almondsbury Uri. John, thank you very much for joining the podcast. You've had a couple of uh, good weeks uh, in uh, in the Tool Station Western League. Um, back-to-back wins, you must be very pleased. Yeah, more than 
happy uh, the way it's gone the last couple. In fact, I think the last six games, I think we've only lost one in the last six. So, in all fairness, there has been a massive improvement. But, you know, we've left ourselves a mountain to climb. But, you know, we've got to take each game as it comes. But, in all fairness, I think the, the problem being is we've been conceding. And to be honest, I think that doesn't really change that much. We seem to be still conceding now. But the difference is we're scoring at the other end where we won. Last week, it devises, to be fair to them, they, they could have been two up in the first 10 minutes. Keepers made a tremendous save and also they hit the woodwork. And then we got the other end, we got a corner and it went straight in the net, which is very much a fluke. And then within three, within about eight minutes, we were straightening up. And to be honest, being, you know, from our point of view, even even with ten minutes to go, we still thought they'd get back in it. Right? And we were six one up. But <laughs> it's just, you know, to be honest, I think when my secretary came up to me after, he's like, I'm shocked. He said, I can't believe it. But everything we hit last week went in, like, you know what I mean? And but to be honest, we did play well out there. Where this Saturday against Wilton, to be fair, they was better than us first half. Well, I think they. Did run out of steam a bit and gradually as the game went on we just all you know we nicked it in the end but game was two halves really even though it was three two half time I think they was a better side but they, they tended to I don't know what it was we just kept going and we just ground our result Do you think it was the result at Devizes that gave your boys the confidence to keep plugging away against Welton? Well you like to think that you like to think that it's, it's, it's got you mean because before if I'm honest with you when Devizes as I just said they missed them too early on if they get in which they have been over the last few weeks them sort of, they, we've been too down before we know it, so it, it's been hard. But to be fair, we had that, you know, we had a little bit of luck, shall I say, for a change. It's gone, and hopefully, hopefully, over a season it changes. Hopefully, our luck's starting to change. Well, you, you've left it late um, for a rally, but but you're still at the bottom of the first division. But you know, results have been have started to go your way. So realistically, what are your expectations and those of your players for the for where you can finish this season? Well, if you'd have told me this a month ago, I think we have 16 points adrift. So you know, to come down from 16 to seven is quite a you know quite a good achievement in itself so but the problem is let's, I think I spoke to Simon Parkinson and I said to him really for us to do anything now we, we got put a, like a, a championship we're running running now not a not the relegation one you know what I mean we're going to have to win at least six out of well I told him six or seven out of ten games Saturday, so we won one of them so you know what I mean I think that's the situation we're in it's a topsy-turvy division, isn't it? The uh, the first yeah, division. Yeah. To be honest, you I mean I got to be honest. Cheddar and Hengrove, I would say, is the best two sides in it. But other than that, I think anyone could be each other. And uh, do you think that your performances in the earlier part of the season have sort of belied your league form in that, that you're in more games than you than uh, than you're able to convert points? Well, I don't think there's many teams that have, in fact, the Voices did hammer us at our place 5-1. And they, they, they come up with a real good side that day. And uh, I would say, but Engrove and Cheddar have certainly put us to the sword as well. Yeah. But there haven't been many sides that have really, you know, give us a hammering night, you know what I mean? You've got a couple of games coming up over the next week. You've got Ashton and Backwell on um, Tuesday evening, and then you uh, you travel to uh, Warminster Town. Warminster have been in pretty good form, but um, how confident are you this week of uh, carrying on your winning run? 
How confident. What do you want? No, I'm hundred or I've got to be honest with you. I'm not hundred percent. But what I am saying is, all along the lads, I, I, if you're not good enough at the end of the season, you'll finish bottom of the league and you ain't set that. I don't necessarily think we're the worst team in it. So I, I got to believe that we can win win some games you know between now and then and obviously tomorrow night is you know after winning two you've got to try and make it a three on the banks it's going to be hard as I said to somebody yesterday you mean when you're winning one five all season is hard work and you know you have to win this but as you just said you mean teams you know you've just got to take each week as it is and hopefully the, the difference is we're starting to score now where i got to be honest we was missing chance after chance and they were just won't going in and they, we are starting to score and maybe let's just hope we can keep going massive, you mean the centre forward is a massive player for me you know I mean if it, when he plays we got a chance like do you put that um, do you put your turn of um, form around then to uh, the fact that you've been able to convert your chances yes massively yeah, we, we were starting. To, you know, I mean, in all fairness, what's that? That's thirteen goals now in two, and I think when Canton the week before we scored three as well. You know what I mean? So you know we're scoring goals, but we have let too many in. Like, you know what I mean? And I got to be honest. I, if I was honest with anybody, which I am on football, both Penny here has been our problem. We ain't defending very well, you know, and we're still giving away poor goals, but. The, the difference is now we are starting to score somewhere we weren't scoring before. Well, you've given yourselves a fighting chance. Uh, you, you must be one of the most entertaining sides to watch in the entire Western <laughs> League but with the amount of goals that you, you, can, you score, even if you do concede an awful lot now. I mean, there, there must be, if nothing else, times of, it's not been the greatest season for you, but for your, for, your, for your players and for your supporters, they've got a fascinating run into the end of this season. It must be an interesting time to come and watch Almond's pre Yui. <laughs> say that yeah I, you know, I will say this I'll set up for a 1-0 or a 0-0 tomorrow night you know what I mean so I'm not going to get you know, I'd just really be pleased if we could stop conceding but it has been a real massive you know but yeah as you say you mean at the end of the day I've always sort of gone out and tried to attack and to be fair the lads up front all of a sudden are scoring and to be honest we still miss a load Saturday so we miss two one-on-one Saturday so you know it's not we're not out of the woods yet, you know what I mean? But as you just said, if you, I was always just saying to players, really, if you can't enjoy it when you are winning, you'll never enjoy it. So just keep it going as long as it goes. Because how long it lasts, we don't know. We'll just keep going till it does. And hopefully we can carry on tomorrow. Looking at Bishop's Lydiard now, they were at home to Bishop Sutton, the Battle of the Bishops. I say, uh, the, the Bishop Derby, or uh, not Derby, but yes, you put it well. Uh, and it was Bishop Sutton, the away side, who claimed their third win on the bounce. Uh, it was a brace from uh, Courtney Charles and a goal from Omar Simpson that had them uh, they were winning away. Uh, Bishop's Lydia, 3-2, good result. Chippenham Park entertained um, the conquerors, of course, of um, Bristol Manor Farm last week, uh, Roman Glass and George, because they were on the podcast. And, uh, well, the curse has struck again, Tom. <laughs> Unfortunately so, but it is Chippenham Park, a very good team at the moment. They're one of the form sides, uh, despite their, their, their standings in the, in the table. And it was uh, all level going into the final few minutes. Uh, the third minute of injury time, in fact, uh, when Lewis McCarran struck uh, to give Chippenham Park the 2-1 win. And, uh, yes, Roman Glass and George going down, but maybe concentrating on, uh, on uh, cup matters now. 
Well, last week we talked about Devizes Town shipping nine to Almondsbury Uri. They were in um, they were in better form at home to Ashton and Backwell this weekend. Yeah, I think the defenders and the the, the goalkeeper will be happy with their performance. A clean sheet at home to uh, Ashton Backwell, and it was all three points for the home side. In fact, because uh, Jake Roberts scored the only goal of the game. Uh, yes, uh, and a win for win for Devizes. A good crowd of 107 saw Canesham Town, high-flying Canesham, of course. Um, well, they played out a, a draw at home to um, Radstock Town. Yeah, um, Canesham probably disappointed. Uh, another, team, another team that have been, been up there but pushing for promotion sort of hit, uh, hit, a, hit, a, hit a bumper in the rails recently. Uh, they did score twice uh, on Saturday through Matthew Brown and Nathan Kernock, uh, but... But they were clawed back on both occasions and uh, Radstock managed to, to come out with a tall draw. Well, the second highest attendance of the weekend um, and the highest um, in the first division was Malmesbury Victoria. And uh, if they were home fans, then they will, have left, they will have left very happy indeed. Indeed, I hope they got there on time because it was uh, 5-0 to the home side at half-time. Uh, a 6-0 win uh, in the end for Malmesbury Victoria over Carlton Town. Sam Parker, quite the performance, scoring four times uh, for the hosts, uh, with uh, also John Basley and Sam Jenner, uh, apologies, uh, joining him on the score sheet. And Oldland Abertonians entertained Chard Town. Yeah, good perfor- performance by Chard, a 3-1 win away from home, and they're now up to sixth in the league. Uh, James Boyland and Luke Jackson scored within two minutes of uh, another to give the, the visitors a two-goal lead at the break, uh, with Bradley Miles adding a goal 20 minutes from time to, to wrap up the win. Westbury United were at home to Corsham Town. Yeah, and Westbury uh, managed to get a 3-2 win. Uh, great performance, great great result for them. Corsham still sliding down the table, unfortunately. And it was an injury time winner uh, again uh, for Westbury. Uh, they went ahead early on uh, through Leon Greenland before Corsham hit back at the start of the second half through Josh Bright. Uh, Westbury then went ahead again. They rigged took the lead uh, moments after, uh, following a tap-in from George Bendel, uh, with Corsham equalising again. <laughs> Sorry, once more through uh, Joe Mason. As I say, uh, Westbury kept pushing till the end and a crowd of 41, hopefully they stayed till the end. Uh, and Otis Young scored a screamer uh, in injury time to wrap up the win for them. Entertaining stuff indeed. And finally, we come to Wincanton Town against Warminster Town. Yeah, and Wincanton came from behind on two occasions to do all with Warminster. They were at home uh, and they, the equalisers on either occasion were from Lewis Voisey and uh, top scorer Connor Williams. Well, we'll have a look at the tables in a moment, but just before we do that, um, we'll have a look at some of the upcoming fixtures. Um, and um, it all kicks off on Tuesday, the 14th of March, Tom, uh, with, um, with Bridport against Sherbourne in the Premier Division. Yeah, three Premier Division fixtures on Tuesday evening. Uh, as you say, Bridport, Sherbourne, and we also have Brislington, Clevedon, and a, a Titanic clash at the top, uh, Street Buckland. Obviously, Street's still just about pushing for promotion, and Buckland will want to get back on the horse uh, following a disappointing result on Saturday. And then uh, First Division, Almondsbury Uwe looking to keep up their uh, two-match win streak now uh, at home to Ashton Backwell, who need a win uh, following a, a 1-0 defeat on Saturday. I'll take you through the fixtures on Wednesday the 15th of March. In the Premier Division, Cadbury Heath entertain Cribs. And then going down into the First Division, Carntown are at home to Warminster. Hengrove uh, entertain Bishops Lydiard and Wellington are at home to Cheddar. Now there's a table-topping, mouth-watering clash if ever there was one. Uh, fantastic midweek action this week in the, uh, in the Tool Station Western League in both divisions. But um, Tom, can you take us through the fixtures for Saturday the 18th of March? Of course, uh, Premier Division uh, fixtures. We start with a massive six-pointer at the bottom of the table between Bitten and Allen. 
Uh, we also have Bridport v Wales, Bristol Manor Farm v Bradford, Buckland versus Chipping Sodbury Town, uh, Street will travel to Clevedon, Cribs versus Melksham Town, Gillingham versus Shepton Mallet, Sherborne versus Oddown, and finally Brislington, uh, they travel to take on Willand Rovers. And then in the first division, uh, we have Cheddar travelling to take on Ashton and Backwell United, Bishops Lydiard hosting Canesham Town, Corsham Town versus Chippenham Park, Westbury United versus Devizes Town, uh, Hengrove Athletic are hosting Cowan Town, Portishead Town are travelling to Malmesbury, uh, we've got Radstock versus Oldland, Roman Glass and George v Bishop Sutton, Warminster versus Almondsbury, Wellington versus Wincanton, and Welton versus Chard. So a lot of first division fixtures, it feels like, next Saturday. Absolutely. I mean, looking down at those fixtures, Tommy, any particularly uh, any particular clash that catches your eye? I mean, on Saturday in the first in the sorry the Premier Division, obviously the the, the match I sort of picked out between Bitten and Hallen, um, crucial at the bottom of the table, and then at the top end we've got Bristol Manor Farm, who seem to be uh, hitting a bit of a, a rough patch at the moment. Uh, got back to winning ways on Saturday, of course. Uh, they take on Bradford, who uh, are flying in front of goals, so that'll be an interesting uh, encounter there. And we've got those midweek fixtures as well, of course, haven't we? Street entertaining Buckland and um, Wellington against Cheddar. They'll definitely be worth keeping an eye out for, um, for those of you who follow all of your Western League football. Now, as we always do, we'll, uh, we'll conclude this podcast by having a quick look at the table. Manor Farm played 31 on 81 points. That's an 11-point lead over Street, who've played 30 games and have got 70 points. Melksham also played 30. They're on 67 uh, and Buckland Athletic played 28. So that's three games in hand over Bristol Manor Farm. They've got 64 points. And uh, no, they haven't. They've got 60. They've got 66 points. So um, could have been a bit tighter had they managed to uh, to win at the weekend. Definitely. But um, uh, then there's a well, there's only a two point gap now between Buckland Athletic and uh, Bradford Town. Well, Bradford Town have played 31 games and are on 64 points, and then there's a bit more of a gap between Bradford and Willand. Willand in sixth, played 30, and they're on 56 points. Fascinating tussle at the bottom of the Premier Division between Hallen, Bitten, and Sherborne. Hallen played 31 on 15 points, Bitten played 29, they've got 14 points, and Sherborne played 30, they're on 13 points. So it's really any, any, um, any two from three at the um, at the bottom of the Premier Division there. Then if we look at the uh, the top of the First Division, and again, it's another tale of really four sides. Um, Cheddar at the top played 33. They've got 70 points. Wellington, they've played 33. They've got 69 points. Canesham played 36. That's three games more. They've got 69 points. Uh, so they're waiting for somebody to blow up. But um, one team that probably isn't waiting for anybody to blow up is Hengrove. The, the green machine, 31 played, 64 points. And um, I'm not entirely sure I can remember the last time they lost, Tom. Neither can I. Um, they seem to, as I said, we seem to pick them out most weeks as uh, a team that can push for that promotion. Uh, they've got games in hand that seem to keep adding up. I mean, another a cup fixture last Saturday, which obviously they, they did win. Uh, so they're firing on two fronts at the moment and uh, definitely a team in form. Well, at the bottom end, um, uh, really, we've got uh, Calm Town. Uh, played 32, they're on 30 points and then below them, Caution 34 29, and then there's a 7 point gap down to Almondsbury uh, you, you did look dead and buried um, some time ago, but they are they are fighting, they are fighting back and um, I'm sure their supporters are hopeful for the great escape yeah, That would be quite incredible, I just say they looked um, dead and buried uh, 
well off the pace, but uh, almost doubling their win win tally in, in, in the space of a week. Uh, very very important that they continue that because otherwise they're going to get cut adrift quite quickly again. Tom, as always, thank you very much for, for joining us for this week's podcast. And, of course, thank you for all of the work you do. Um, one, of, one of your many jobs, other than talking to me every week, of course, is compiling the bulletin. Where can, where can listeners find your work? On the uh, Toolstation League, uh, the official website, there's a tab along the top uh, with, with the bulletin, uh, downloadable in uh, PDF and Word format. Excellent stuff. And, of course, um, you, are, you are the author of the column in the non-league paper. Has, have they, uh, are you in print this week? Indeed, yes, uh, in the usual the usual space, 250 uh, of the finest words on, on the Premier on the Premier Division uh, on Saturday's uh, fixtures. Excellent, Tom. Thank you very much indeed uh, for your time. And for another week, this has been Ian and Tom on the Toolstation Podcast. Station Podcast.